welcome. My name is Douglas Getz, and you've found your way to the Diving and Thriving podcast. Here, we have enlightening conversations about how we can better navigate this sometimes crazy world we live in. From refreshing spiritual perspectives to tips about personal growth, the focus here is about how we can become better human beings. So I'd like to thank you for being here today, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everyone, to the Diving and Thriving Podcast. Today, my guest is Mary McMonagall. Mary, how are you? I am so good. So happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to have you on. I've been seeing your stuff on Instagram, and it, it really puts out a good vibe and a good message and, and something that I've been in alignment with for a couple of years now. And so I've recently had Anthony Wilson on the podcast, and he says, you should reach out to Mary as well. And I said, oh, you're so right. I do need to reach out to her. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I wanted to, to check in with you, see how you've been, see, see how you've developed over the years and, and what you're doing now. Yes, yeah, that's so funny, the synchronicities uh, with Anthony, because I saw your, your podcast and I watched that and I was like, oh, I love the two of them. But yeah, it's really cool that we can connect and um, share this space together uh, and just share our journeys and our transitions. Yeah, yeah. And, and we all go through transitions and transformations and it never really stops because there's always change. There's always developing. There's, there's, always, there's always a challenge to get through. So yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> there really is. And it never really stops. So you just kind of got to sit back and, and enjoy where you are for a minute before the next change comes and, and it rattles you up again. So, <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you do a lot of cool things. Actually, you're a yoga teacher, right? Mm -hmm. You're a meditation facilitator and you also practice Reiki too. Yes. Yeah. They're yeah. all really cool things. So which one of those, how did you get into all that? Where did you, <laughs> which one did you get into first? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I got into yoga first, actually started practicing yoga when I um, was in high school and uh, I would go to uh, this lady's yoga. She had like a yoga studio in her house with my mom before school started and, um, and being um, an athlete and just having a mind that was always go, go, go. I'm like, oh, I really like this. And then I got into meditation that continued on into college and college is when I started to meditate here and there. And I'm like, uh, I've started out the same way as people come to me. I can't, I can't meditate. I can't sit still. I don't know how to not think. And, um, which is not how you meditate. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but that was me. And so I got into meditation in college and I just really noticed a difference um, in my energy and just what my vibration um, that I was like going about my day. I just had more positive energy and was feeling just really happy. And I'm like, oh, I like this meditation stuff. So I uh, continued doing the, that. And um, back in 2017, I went out to Las Vegas. I got trained to become a yoga teacher, uh, started teaching yoga out there. And then I moved back to New Jersey. And that's where I started to study Reiki, uh, which is energy work. Not a lot of people are familiar with Reiki, but I like to think of it as you are taking Windex to your energy centers in our body 
and we have seven main ones known as our chakras. So you're taking Reiki, which is as a Reiki practitioner, I'm sending you healing energy to your body, to your body's energy centers. And we're just clearing out any energetic blockages. Uh, so a lot of times people will say, you know, I'm just kind of feeling like low energy. Um, I call it low vibe. So uh, having a Reiki session is basically just like shining it up, allowing it, all those blockages to clear out. Or if you already are feeling really good, just enhancing them. Um, and I actually started, I started getting Reiki done on me when I was in high school as well. My mom would go to this lady who I didn't know what she was doing at all. So I called her the witch doctor because I had no idea if she was this like hippie lady. And uh, so she would, um, my mom would go to her and the one day I was in the waiting room and she said, oh, do you wanna see what it's like? And I'm like, yeah. And I felt amazing, like, oh my gosh. So I'm 16 years old. And uh, so I started going back and then, um, then, you know, years flash forward, flash forward years later, uh, I now call myself a witch doctor and not, not so to speak, I was joking around, you know, 16 year old me with 16 year old me now looking at 27 year old me, whew, 11 years later and be like, what? And it's been the most amazing, uh, thing to come into my life. It's just been the icing on the cake aside from being able to do yoga, to teach yoga, to learn meditation, to now facilitate meditation. And uh, then to then become a Reiki practitioner. And now I actually train individuals who want to learn Reiki and do it on themselves to heal and then help heal others. So that's how I got into all of that and, and where I'm at now. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really good. And I can tell that you really enjoy helping other people and really enjoy helping other people improve their energy or feel better too. Cause it feels really good when we help others. It does. It absolutely does. Like for a while, I always knew um, my soul's purpose was to help others, but I was so focused um, on helping others heal before actually healing myself. And um, I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back here because this actually just happened like 20 minutes ago. I ran into somebody who I knew and we're talking and I'm just like, oh my gosh, they need so much help. Like, uh, well, like they, they, they were telling me they need help and I'm talking with them, having a conversation, uh, but I can just tell where they're at, it's almost like with our own healing journeys, you have to learn to start to help yourself first. And then um, you can really, you know, help yourself first by maybe asking for help or reaching out to people. But in that moment, this is where I'm giving myself credit. In that moment, I want to be like, oh my God, like here, come do this, do like come under my wing and I'll show you. And it's like, no, you know, when people are ready to heal, they truly will come and they come and connect with me. So it's been a really beautiful thing to learn that I absolutely love healing people, but I know at the same time, I can't go out and save the entire world, but I'm going to save the people. I'm going to help the people who uh, are meant to come to me when, when they're ready. So it's been really, uh, uh, it's been a lesson for me as I continue on in my journey that I absolutely love helping people, but there was, would come to a point where I was getting drained and in low energy because I wasn't filling my cup up first. So I had to learn how to help myself first to then really find the enjoyment and happiness in helping other people. Yeah. That's, that's a really important point too, because what's, what's the saying? You can't fill from an empty cup. Yeah. Yeah. So 
it definitely is important that, that we take care of ourselves first, number one. Uh, one of the biggest things I preach is when you go on an airplane that they always say, when, in case of an emergency, put your mask on first before assisting others, right? Because, you know, what good if you're helping somebody else get oxygen and you don't have oxygen. So it really is uh, important to practice helping yourself first before you go out and help other people. Yeah, that's the truth too. So what is your, what is your routine look like when you, when you want to kind of help yourself first? What do you go through as your personal routine? Yeah. So, uh, just off starting off right in the morning, uh, I take my dog for a walk and that's just like, she brings me so much happiness and she's taught me a lot. And so that is already like starts my day off. Um, and then I come back and then I'm like, okay, now it's time for me. So, uh, I I'll do, it depends on the day. Sometimes I'll do 10 minutes of yoga. Some days I'll do an hour cl- uh, yoga class. Um, and then I meditate again. Sometimes it's for five minutes. Sometimes it's for an hour. And um, so I still am doing the practices that I facilitate because I just love them so much. Uh, so definitely yoga and meditation. I'm big on practicing. And then lately, my mantra has been to have fun, have as much fun as possible because that really helps raise our vibration and our energy. So I have been uh, just having dance parties. If I'm like in the middle of the day and uh, I just need a break, I'm like blare the music, dance, moving around, just tapping into my body. And and then also another big thing that I absolutely love uh, is rollerblading. Uh, This actually came to me in a vision and a meditation. Uh, I was on the beach and I'm, connecting with my higher self and then my meditation I'm like uh, my guides and my spirit team was like you know you need to have some more fun I'm like well how am I going to do this and uh and then rollerblading came to me and I went on Facebook marketplace that day uh saw this lady was selling rollerblades for like ten dollars five minutes away my size I'm like okay so I got them and it's just been so fun so that's another way for me to really just move my body. It's my own form of meditation and then running as well. Uh, And there are a million different practices out there that I tell people that you can really uh, like allow yourself to fill up your cup. And it doesn't have to be uh, an hour at a time. Most people, when they think of yoga, they think of an hour uh, or even meditation doesn't have to be like 20 minutes. Tell people do two minutes a day. If you start somewhere, start with two minutes a day, be consistent at that and then increase it. But those are my practices that uh, absolutely just make me so happy. <laughs> that's that's big too, you know, making sure you have fun and then making sure you devote the time, even if it's a small amount of time, like you said, a 10 minute, 10 minutes of yoga. Like that's not much, but in the grand scheme of things, it's something. It's It's something. Yeah. Because people get overwhelmed of where to start. And, um, you know, if you're not used to making time for yourself, um, when I do Reiki sessions, when I see clients, uh, my sessions are two hours long, it's very in depth. And, uh, I, some people are like, I don't have two hours and I'm like, then that's okay. You're not ready for, to do a session with me, but start to give yourself some time, make time for yourself, like to say, you know, they're, like in seven days a week, like 24 hours, you don't have two hours to give to yourself. So it's, and that's totally okay. It's just starting somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. 
And then the, the fun aspect is also really big because if you're focusing on helping other people a lot, sometimes you can forget about yourself. And as we become adults, what kind of things do we do for fun? So that is a big thing and that you found rollerblading is huge. Yeah. yeah, I just went, I just went on a bike ride the other day and I was like, wow, this is great. Like it's yeah. exercise. It's I'm going faster. I'm doing something that's, that's, I don't, I don't usually do it, and I'm loving it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. But what do you, do you have a, uh, a favorite way of helping people or is it just like a, a mosh podge of everything kind of works together? Yeah, so I would say, um, my, obviously, my favorite way of helping people is, uh, for me, it's just what I uh, facilitate. So the yoga, the Reiki, uh, meditation, and now training individuals to do Reiki. But uh, on a grand, larger scale, my favorite way of helping people is honestly when I'm just out and about in my day, it's just smiling at people, saying hi to people, saying, hi, how are you? Waiting to hear their answer um, and just holding space for people. I find it's really powerful uh, when, especially when you're out and walking and you're able to connect to a stranger and just start a conversation. And um, I just really enjoy holding space for people. I enjoy listening to people, um, as I'm sure you do, as a whole, having a podcast, hearing people's stories and um, where they're at and how they view life. So really for me, just helping people uh, on the larger scale is what I do now, but um, in my everyday life is just uh, being able to connect with somebody. And then, um, as you mentioned, thank you um, for highlighting my social media. I just really enjoy posting positivity on social media and I find it incredible the people all over the world that we can connect with and really hold these um great friendships and being able to help each other and uh so just really holding space for people wherever I can whether it's out in my day walking or on social media uh connecting with a new person on there and just bringing bringing positivity and happiness yeah and that's, that's great too, especially the connections that, that we can make. You know, social media has a way of kind of, it can go either way. So everything has its pluses and minuses. And depending on how you use something, it can either benefit you or not benefit you. And social media is definitely one of those things. Um, so definitely posting positivity really brings out goodness and wholeness and shares goodness and wholeness with the world and especially like you got to be careful not to fall into the endless scrolling because that's something that i've fallen into and man hours can just fly it can yeah. just fly with no concern so and then as as you look back you say wait i just spent an hour or two hours doing absolutely nothing when i could have or should have and we got to be careful of those words because those words don't really help us and they make us feel bad. But then I'll get on myself of saying, Jesus, what was I doing? So yeah, using things for the right reasons is definitely uh, a big factor in what we can do and how we can create change. And yeah. then connections with other people. You mentioned that even if it's like you said, a, a random person on the street or in, in line at the grocery store, those connections do make a difference. 
They do. They absolutely and, do. And they bring joy and they, they bring smiles too. And the more smiles you can bring to random people and yourself, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. It really is. And um, I was just before I hopped on, I was listening to this song and I forget what song it is now, but the, a lyric jumped out and it said like, you know, we all are one. And I was like, wait a second, we really are. Like we all are connected. Um, so we really all are one. So if you can, um, you know, if you're feeling good and you're in a, a good state where you you know, you want to say hi to a stranger and if they don't say hi back, you're not going to get upset. Uh, Cause that was something I had to work through <laughs> because that came down to, I wasn't filling up my cup. I wasn't like, I needed to say hi. So they could say hi. So I could feel good. Now it's, I feel good and I want to help spread that. So, um, and, and connect. So really just knowing that when you are in those moments and if you're able to create a micro connection and I say micro because it really could change an outcome of in an individual's day that person or even your day because you never know what you're going to get out of it as well yeah yeah and then you also never know where the conversation may lead as well because yeah. you can make a connection and they could be a new business associate or a new friend or just somebody you say hi to regularly and and it brings both of you joy so yeah, reaching out to people is definitely a really important and, and fulfilling way to kind of go through life for sure. For sure it is. So yeah, good, good for you for, for spreading the, the good vibes and the wholeness into the world. Um, so you, you now, you teach Reiki and you, you teach pretty much all three, right? Yeah, yeah. So when did that start? Yeah, so I, um, so I've been teaching yoga for almost five years. Uh, meditation, I started to do a year ago. Um, and it's funny because I never like, I was always I was judging myself. I was like, oh, I'm not like, I don't think I would be good at meditating or doing a guided meditation, even though I would do that in yoga, I would guide people into Shavasana, which is a meditation. So um, when things back in March of 2020 happened and everything shut down, I started to do some, uh, uh, I had, I was getting contracted to do guided meditations and they were going really well. And I was like, I really enjoy teaching meditations so much. Uh, and then um, I became a Reiki master, which me, basically means you're able to facilitate and train people in Reiki. And uh, I became a Reiki master, I want to say back in um, the summer, I believe it was June uh, of 2020, June of 2020. And uh, so I started to uh, teach people because I, a, a lot of my clients who I fell in love with Reiki because as me, as a practitioner, giving them sessions, fell in love with it and we're seeing their lives transform. Uh, they were like, I want to be able to do this and I want to be able to do this for other people. So I started to, um, after I got my master level certification, then I started to basically teach people what I was doing and now it's just been so cool to see the ripple effect of how uh, Reiki has helped them and really connect with themselves. And now uh, seeing them help other people and connect with themselves. Yeah. Yeah, Reiki is one of those that I haven't dived too deep into. 
in all honesty. So I kind of want to dive into that because I'm curious about it. I've done yoga and I love yoga. The fact that you can focus on positions and have your attention be on the muscles and what you feel and the transition between positions and also being aware of your mind and where it's at during your yoga practice. And then meditation, the same way, there's like a couple different meditations you can do. One is just watching your thoughts as they go. Yeah. Another is a, a more guided meditation where you're trying to go for an outcome or you're trying to yeah. create a certain situation and they're both beneficial. But Reiki is something I really haven't dived into. All, all I know is that it's, it's energy work. Yes. Yeah, so I can definitely dive in and share a little bit about it. Um, but I love what you said about yoga with your body because I tell people uh, yoga is not about doing crazy poses or being flexible at all. It's really just connecting with your body. So I love that you said, you know, you can feel into your muscles. And um, so yoga is just a great practice to connect with. Yeah, yeah, uh, yoga is great because it can show you where you're tight, how far you can lean, where you're in where your instability lies and different things just by doing different poses. You say, Oh, this I'm more shaky on this side than the other side. That's, yeah. it's just an interesting thing to be able to take inventory of your body. Yeah, absolutely. It's just you like being able to connect with your body in a whole different level. And then adding meditation in on that is being able to basically connect really inside your body with yourself. Um, because we all have our own answers wherever we're struggling it just takes time to dive in within ourselves to pull them out and um get there and that's really done through quieting the mind um and through meditation granted there are other i call them other meditative practices so like rollerblading for me is a meditative practice going for runs maybe some people it's going to the gym but if you really want that full uh, moment of clarity, it does come through really being in a quiet space or doing a guided meditation. And then Reiki is basically, as I like to say, like the cherry on top of it all, because Reiki hits on our four bodies. So it hits on our physical body, our mental, emotional, and our spiritual. So while yoga is kind of more of a physical practice, they're all, they all hit on a little bit of the form but yoga being more physical, um, meditation being a little bit more, um, more spiritual, maybe a little bit uh, mental because you are trying to release your thoughts. And then Reiki hitting on all four of these bot, all four of these bodies in our body uh, is just really going to allow yourself to fully connect. So in a Reiki session, uh, all my sessions are done uh, remote now. So we meet on, on Zoom and um, I guide an individual into a meditation and I am dropping into a really relaxed state. So I'm dropping into a theta state. So I'm able to just connect with myself and then I am uh, inviting in the energy of the person who I'm working with. And they're usually laying in their bed uh, or somewhere comfortable. And um, I'm sending them the Reiki energy. And during that session, they're going to feel uh, chills, warmth, tingling, maybe really, really heaviness. Uh, some people feel really, really light or like almost like an outer body experience for each individual. It's different. And uh, how, how I always explain that re remote Reiki works is energy is like Wi-Fi, right? There's all this 
connection around and we can connect to Wi-Fi, but we don't necessarily know how. And Reiki is a very similar way where I'm able to draw in your energy and connect. I always like to think of it. It's almost like a form of prayer, but it's really powerful because we're both sitting down at the same time, uh, sometimes with an intention, if somebody's working on something specific and, um, then just, uh, just allowing the person to, uh, being and allow the energy to go wherever it's meant to go. And then I'm an intuitive practitioner, meaning I am able to connect to another individual's higher self, maybe their spirit team, angels, guides, uh, but basically this greater consciousness. And uh, I write down everything as I go. So uh, as I'm sending Reiki energy, I'm writing down uh, what's blocked, why it's blocked and what they can do moving forward. And after the session, I guide the person out of meditation and we go over everything. And um, that's why it's uh, two hours long. And um, the people moving forward can really know where to navigate themselves. So it's not just like, come in, this is get some healing and then leave. It's like, hey, I really want you to take this serious and um, know that uh, like, you are headed where you need to go, but this is how you can help navigate it. And uh, so it's really powerful stuff and um, just connecting uh, with, with knowing how to um, use the reuse Reiki energy and uh, Reiki just means life force energy. So you're just connecting to the energy that's happening around us and uh, really knowing and understanding not only how energy affects us, right? So if it's a nice day, you're more likely to want to go for a bike ride or go maybe rollerblade and you want to do activities. Or if it's like cold, you know, maybe it's just like, oh, a Netflix and chill kind of day, eat some comfort food. That is how a specific way, how energy affects us. Um, so when you can understand your own energy, it's powerful. Yeah, I like that too. That's that's really cool that you can pick up those kind of things um, from somebody's energy and their energy field. What things, like an example or two, what things will come up? Like what things? Yeah, are, well, yeah. and I love yeah. how you mentioned it's cool, you know, that I can do it, but everybody is capable of doing it and um, tapping into, right? As I said, as you tap into your own energy, uh, the more you can understand your energy, you can understand uh, energy as a whole. Um, I always give the example as like, if you are uh, going into a room and people are like, you can just tell like, ooh, they're in a bad mood. And like, you might tone your energy down because you're like, ooh, like you're sensing it and you're not really knowing why. Or the opposite, you go into a room and everybody's like, hey, how you been? And like, you know, maybe you might not be in the best mood. That helps bring your energy up. So everybody is capable of these practices. It's just becoming aware of it and working on it. Um, some examples for me, uh, like as I'm practicing would be uh, just, I'm getting intuitive messages and downloads um, as I'm working on a person's body, whether uh, I don't do any more in-person sessions anymore. So all remote now, as I'm working on a person's body, um, I might be able to, uh, I'll give you an example for one of my clients, my, I was working on like their shoulder and chest area and my shoulder got really, really cold. And I'm like, Ooh, this person's giving, she's, this client's giving somebody cold shoulder. And then, um, just connecting with my, uh, intuition, uh, like I connect intuition being my higher self, higher consciousness. 
uh, I was able to pull out, oh, it's a male. Oh, it feels like a dad. And um, it all connected for her. Uh, and, and that's what I teach people because when you learn how to connect to energy, then connect to your body, you can connect more to your higher self. And higher self just means that inner part, that inner part of you, your soul, your heart, um, close, you can connect closer to God, the universe, your angels, spirit team, whatever you want to call it. It's just a higher uh, vibrational level, um, but it all comes from within yourself. So I teach people how to do that themselves. Uh, my program is called Awaken Your Intuition because that's really what it is. You're just uh, awakening and diving deeper into your intuition. So uh, it's really just all intuitive based. And um, once you learn how to trust that, that's a really big thing. Um, because, you know, when I first started out and I'm like working on people in person and getting these messages, I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds crazy. But I would share and they're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny when you do dive into the, the intuitive realm that strange things do come up. You can't really explain it. And, but sometimes it just hits. And, yeah. yeah. I always say the stranger it is, the more accurate it is. So like there, you know, I'm like, I'm not thinking about, um, you know, like, a walk in the park or whatever and that might come up as I'm wor working on somebody in Reiki and that might have a significant meaning for them um so usually the stranger it seems uh the more so that it's your intuition coming through accurately yeah no that's that's really good um so what are some ways that that we can connect with our intuition like is that yeah. Is it, does that come from what we talked before and kind of filling your cup or is there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when you, it really does come with filling up your cup first because uh, that's giving yourself time and space and giving yourself time and space to be with yourself is really, really important. So spending some alone time with yourself um, and that could just be as simple as uh, it could be gardening. It could be uh, going out to uh, take a walk, be in nature. Um, so filling yourself up in that way first is a great way. And then to connect to intuition uh, on a deeper level, just talk to yourself, um, whether that's out loud. <laughs> and uh, I, I love doing that. You know, if you're not comfortable, go to a quiet space or, um, Maybe you want to uh, need clarity on a certain situation. Get, grab a journal, a piece of paper, or go into a meditation and say, okay, I need clarity on um, this situation. Close your eyes, breathe, and you're going to hear a voice. And it's going to sound like your voice. So that's how most people think that they aren't connecting to their intuition because uh, it's not some like, guy with an English accent that's going to come through. It's going to sound just like you and your own thoughts. But a big important factor is uh, into recognizing your intuition versus your ego. And your ego is just fear. So usually your intuition comes in and it's guiding you to just go for it. Just go. Um, giving you a push. And you don't really know why. Uh, and whereas fear can then come in through our own thoughts. Uh, our ego coming in as our own thoughts being like, well, what if this happened X, Y, and Z? 
So our intuition is more heart driven. It's coming from our heart. It's coming from our soul. And then um, fear and our ego, our ego is fear, just the, all the what ifs. But uh, a really big piece that I also tell people, everybody's connected to their intuition um, in their life. And that, that always just comes from that gut feeling, right? It's like, whether it's you're in school and you're like, I know the answer, but you don't want to say it. And you're like, ah, see, I knew it. Or um, you're going somewhere and you're just like, "Mm, I just have this inner knowing of this is going to happen and it comes true. Uh, Or another example could be maybe you had a dream about somebody and then they call you the next day or you're thinking of them and and then you see them. Uh, So those gut feelings are little pieces of your intuition and it just takes recognizing that and giving yourself credit for that because the more that you recognize it and be like wow that's cool that that happened the more you're going to connect and dive in deeper but yeah as you said coming back full circle it really comes with filling up your cup then being spending time with yourself just in activity Uh, again, it could be two minutes a day, it could be two hours a day. Um, But each time, each, it's really important to be consistent at it every single day. Um, Not going like a week at a time and then being like, oh my God, I'm just going to go, go into the woods for the whole day by myself. Like little bits at a time uh, will really help you connect to who you are at the core. Yeah. You mentioned something really cool about intuition versus ego or higher self versus ego. And that's actually a really big concept in itself. Yeah. The amount of people that live their lives through an ego lens. And that lens can mess up a lot of things. And I've seen it myself firsthand, as well as I've seen it through other people. And they act in ways that, one, it's detrimental to themselves because it's not always... The most genuine, they could be getting angry or they could be feeling a certain way and it's detrimental to themselves. It's detrimental to other people because it's not giving off genuine care and love. And yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things that, that honestly, I think we have to be aware of as people feeding into our egos too much. Yes. Yeah. And I love that you said that because uh, our ego basically wants to keep us safe. Our ego is trying to say like, right, I mentioned it's all the what if. So our ego is like thinking of like everything that could go wrong, meaning like, yeah, it's not genuine, but it still is like trying to protect us in a way and keep us safe from um, and, and just allow us to stay where we're at. But we uh, by human nature, we have to grow, we have to learn, adapt, and change. Um, adaptability is a really big thing. And that's where our uh, intuition is like, come on, let's keep going, let's let's grow and push. Um, I'm huge into ego versus intuition because I too, uh, you know, my ego will come through. Now I have a lot better understanding of being like, oh, that's my ego get out of here. (laughs) Um, But for me, actually, when I became a yoga instructor, I was in grad school at the time, and I was miserable. I didn't want to go the whole summer. I was dreading it. Um, And I didn't really know why. And uh, because I wasn't fully aligned myself to embrace 
why, you know, maybe if I wanted to connect with my intuition, my inner self, I would have sat down and be like, Mary, why don't you want to go to grad school? And I would just talk to myself, talked it out, wrote down. Um, but instead I went because, uh, uh, and I really wanted to become a yoga instructor. I told people, my parents, that I think I'm not going to go and I'm going to go become a yoga teacher. And they're like, no, 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 you do that. Like, get a real, get a real job, yeah. then make a ton of money, and then you can go do all that. And I'm like, do all that when I'm like, like 50. Like, that's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. So being able to um, realize that a lot of the time our ego is not even necessarily, it's not our beliefs. Uh, it could be um, just from stuff that we have been taught as kids or maybe the people that were around. Um, but when you can recognize like, that's really not me or like maybe it's even being around certain people because the more you connect with yourself and connect with who you are and your intuition, you might recognize like, I don't even really enjoy being around these people anymore and that's okay because that's the growth and change coming uh so because you might be recognizing that you're getting some of those uh eat those that those beliefs from ego uh based around the people you're at the, the people the places and just kind of how you were brought up so ego versus intuition is so big it's such another like you said another topic alone yeah yeah that's that's one of the biggest conversations that I think ends up coming up in, in spiritual growth is how the ego often, you said it wants to protect itself. It wants to protect you, quote unquote. It, it wants to make sure you feel good. And what I find really interesting is that the ego does this thing where it goes back and forth on whether you're doing great. You're on the top of your game. You're, you're, uh, you're killing it. You're doing so much better than the, uh, these other people. And it goes, it makes you feel superior. And then on the flip side, when you're not doing well, it makes you feel inferior. And yeah. so it plays this really tricky game with you just to kind of like keep your head busy, I guess, to, to also keep you out of the present moment, because when you're in the present moment, the ego is not there. And yeah. Yeah. It's so important to have fun because the ego, like, just, yeah, like you said, it, it isn't there and it, it, you're so spot on. It really is like a, like almost like a thermostat in a way, like, oh, am I being too like, like, uh, you know, like sometimes for me, if I'm like really feeling confident and powerful, um, I have to check myself like, oh, okay. Is this like almost like a spiritual ego or is this like genuine? it's genuine cool awesome or if like i'm like oh my gosh like the limiting beliefs are coming in and um our ego really just is our shadow self and our shadow self meaning just uh it really is even though it's can be it's it can be difficult to navigate and maybe it's maybe it comes off like uh scary in a way it's really not because our ego and our shadow self is like a glass ceiling and once you can break through that glass ceiling then you're able to just recognize it and be like oh thank you because you tried to keep me stuck but i recognize that and then i recognize oh my gosh that's the that's the hammer that's going to allow me to break through that glass that glass ceiling so in our own way our ego our shadow self really it's trying to keep us safe and protect us but it's 
because it's preventing us from our growth. But when we can recognize what it's pre preventing us from specifically in your life, then that's your key, right? That's your hammer to break through that glass ceiling and be like, yes, this is me. Yeah. Yeah. It really has the, the ability to hold us back and keep us in certain ways. And yeah, that's, that's some of the hardest work that, that we really need to go through in our spiritual development is kind of really looking at ourselves and saying, does this, does this action, does this behavior serve me or does it not serve me? And especially in, in reactionary moments, like something happens and, and we lash out and okay, that happens. Now it's, now we have some time we can breathe. Now we analyze it. It was like, wait, what just happened there? Why, why did I flip out at him? Yeah. And it, it may like large majority of it, it's, it's ego or it's, it's protecting yourself in a legit uh, correct manner in, in setting up boundaries and saying, Hey, look, that's, I, I, yes. I respect you, but you can't do that. Um, so there's, there's always a way that we can kind of assess ourselves and, and self-awareness kind of is the key to all of that, to be able to reflect and say, hey, that was really not me back there. And I want to tell you that. And I want to apologize. Yeah, exactly. I love that because self-awareness, as you said, it really is the key because um, I'm big on preaching self-awareness, connect with yourself, uh, because a lot of people think like, oh, Mary, you're just always happy all the time, which I'm happy a majority of the time, but I'm able to really experience true happiness because those times where maybe I do feel angry or I'm upset and I want to cry and I don't know why I allow it to happen. That's really the most important thing. Um, my, my brand is called True Vibe for a very intentional reason because I always say life isn't all good vibes, right? We see good vibes everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but things beyond our control happen. But when you can learn to control uh, how you react, that's when you can really enjoy the good vibes a lot more because you're coming from a true intentional vibrational place where you understand yourself and that takes work but it really is important to bring in that self-awareness too if you're there are days when I wake up and I'm like I feel angry why am I angry and um you know maybe I still do my practices and it clears out or maybe I need to dive in a little bit deeper and and, and really understand where this is coming from sitting in that anger or sitting in whatever is coming up for you is the best way possible to release it because oftentimes people think oh well just just be happy throw a smile on your face which is all great but if it's coming from a deeper layer within yourself that's where connecting with the self-awareness is so important because you can really understand yourself um, and, and notice where maybe you are being triggered. And instead of running from the triggers, right? The ego saying, oh, no, no, we don't need to worry about that right now. We, we're fine. Um, whereas you, that's coming up. Our emotions um, or even somewhere in your body, that's your body talking to you and your intuition coming through and saying, no, we, like, let's, let's work on this a little bit. And that's okay because when you put in that work, that's where you are able to really connect even deeper on a self uh, awareness level. So um, I love that you mentioned that because it's, it's super important to just allow whatever is coming through to you to come through, to not push it down. I like to tell people, think of your emotions 
uh, like a pool floaty, right? If you just keep pushing it down, it's going to keep trying to come up. Um, so it's better to just allow it to come up and then for it to clear out and you're going to feel so much better. And that's when you will truly be genuinely happy and positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really big thing to kind of analyze why we feel a certain way. Because if we never analyze it, we may never really get to the bottom of it. And it'll just keep resurfacing, like you said. Um, I found that having conversations with myself, and I'll write out my thoughts. So I really like to write out my thoughts because there are times in the day where I'll have reoccurring thoughts and about a situation or something. And I'll spend, sometimes it just takes 15, 20 minutes of writing out thoughts of why do I feel bad and try to pinpoint it. And then, okay, so, so I figured that part out. Why though? What's, what's next? Why do I feel it? Um, what should I do about this? How should I look at it in a certain way? Cause perspective is really important. And after, after like, I'll, I'll write kind of a whole I guess, timeline of thoughts or a, a sequence of thoughts. And after I do that, I kind of end at, at a, a very valid point And I say, okay, that's what I'm going to focus on now. After I'm not going to start going through the whole cycle again, I'm just going to focus on that last bit that I took away from it versus go through the whole cycle. Because the amount of times we do that during the day, I learned this, this really good word, it's called ruminating. And what that is, is that's just thinking the same thought over and over and over and over again. It's, it's obsessing. And breaking out of that, that obsessing, ruminating cycle is incredibly tough at times. So yeah, meditation is huge. Yoga is huge. Going on a run, doing something fun, sitting with yourself and even writing through the thoughts help you figure out how to break out of it and yeah. these these are these are real life skills that don't get taught too often unless you're in a real bad state and you're actually trying to figure it out it's it's not it's it i don't even think it's really taught in school it's it's busy you're busy yeah. learning algebra and physics and not how to keep your mental well-being at a at a constant high vibrational level or how to deal with yourself when you're not feeling well. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that because yeah, it's unfortunate that sometimes we don't learn these practices until we've hit a breaking point. Um, but I also love what you said that uh, a lot of this stuff when you're doing self work on yourself and um, self awareness, it's really about perspective. And uh, at any given moment, you're holding your power to say, okay, maybe, um, maybe I didn't like that. I said that, uh, but you can allow yourself to let that go. Just say, uh, for me, visualization is a really big thing. I just go in, I visualize the conversation that I had with somebody and, um, what I did say, I feel it. I feel what emotion was connected. Maybe it was that anger. Maybe it was, um, like taking it too personally. And then, uh, I allow it to leave by visualizing what I wish I had done in the moment. And then I move forward by being like, boom, I know that the next time if a situation like that comes up, I'm going to handle it. So it's just about giving yourself that key to your own perspective, being like, I know that next time I'm going to do better. 
this was something that I learned through, through a really low point um, for a while from high school up until uh, even a little bit after college, I had a really bad eating disorder. And there would be some days where that were really, really bad. And I would say, okay, tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to forget that that happened. Um, not necessarily, well, at the time I was trying to forget that it happened because I wasn't ready to heal that. I just wanted to be able to get through the next day. So instead of being like, yesterday was such a bad day, it's going to carry over into the next day. I'd wake up, I say, Mary, it's a new day. Let's go. Um, now, granted, I had to work through why that was coming up and heal through that. But in the moment, I just needed to be able to get through and, and enjoy the next day. And that meant from like, okay, let's let go. I'm holding the key to how I want to feel in this moment. Another big thing is um, if somebody says like a rude comment or something mean, um, you know, you can choose to hold, or I always give the example of like when you're driving and somebody cuts you off, right? And you might get all frustrated and angry and um, you can choose to hold on to that for the rest of your day, right? If you're going to work, you might be like, I'm late because this happened and that, and just pour out your anger. When it really is all about perspective. You don't know what that person, maybe they're rushing to the hospital to go see like a dying relative or whatever, but it's at the end of the day, it just comes back to your perspective and just allowing yourself to give your own give the key to yourself to be like, it's, I'm going to let this go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's big. It's uh, how we think about things when, when bad things happen or if somebody cuts us off in traffic, I found I'll, I'll usually, I will default to giving the person the benefit of the doubt. And I'll say, ah, they're just having a bad day. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give them their space. I'm not going to infringe on them. I'm not going to try to make it worse for them or anything. I'll just let them go do their thing because because whatever whatever vibration they're on and where I'm at, we're just we're not meshing right now. So I'm just going to I'm going to breathe. I'm going to let them do their thing. Another thing that I found is, is really interesting is that when I drive and I'm on the highway and it's kind of jam packed or everybody's going 65, 70 ish miles per hour. But there's a lot of cars packed together real closely. What I find and this is kind of like a life hack that I discovered is that I'll breathe. Just take a deep. And what that does is I take my foot off the gas a little bit as I breathe. I slow down a little bit. And then as I breathe out, I speed back up. And it gives myself some space between the traffic in front of me. And so they all kind of go ahead and then I give myself an extra 30 feet or something between me and the person in front of me. And what I find so interesting that happens really often is that cars usually travel in packs. Mm -hmm. So after I breathe, I find myself behind the whole pack of cars and I find myself then in front of a whole nother pack of cars. <laughs> so I kind of create a little pocket on the highway that is just bizarre. That, that I've figured out that this is something that keeps happening. So yeah, that's that's a tip that I've found that if anybody's listening, remember to breathe when that. you're driving because once that pack of cars go ahead and once you're in front of the other pack of cars behind you, that's actually the, the safest manner on the highway is when there are no cars around you. I love that, yeah. And you're separating yourself from, you know, the pack of cars that maybe are rushing and are frustrated because they're in traffic and they're trying to navigate and you're just like, I'm in the present moment. I'm here right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 
a much more enjoyable way to go about the driving experience and the living experience too. Because the amount of times that you can breathe and then go about something is so much better and beneficial than if you just go right into it. Yes, it's so true. I found myself doing that in um, situations with my family for a really long time because they're not supportive of what I do and, and who I am. So it was it has been a really a journey itself. And in moments, I would have to either so I would start off biting my tongue before I spoke. I'd bite my tongue. I would take a breath and then I'd speak because I was just reacting right away. And yeah, taking that breath to clear that energy and then speak my truth uh, in a in a way to that I feel comfortable um, and genuine and authentic was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that really interesting that family is one aspect of our life of our lives that really can trigger us and bring us back to childhood and bring us back to a way that we're responding unconsciously. And so for something, for some reason, it's probably because we've been attached to these people since the beginning, since, since we've entered this world. So there's, there's such a long history with these people that just, just breathing sometimes is not possible. We're, we're too (laughs) caught in, we're too locked in to really just hold up. Okay. All right. Let me explain this lightly. And then yeah, reactionary uh, practices don't help sometimes. And it's, that's actually, I feel like some of the biggest challenges we have in life is dealing with our family. Yes. Yeah. It, um, it, family is a big one, especially for me, because I, um, when I start started diving into this journey, I was actually surrounded by uh, people who their family was so supportive of them and were like, my child is amazing. She's a yoga teacher. Whereas mine were like embarrassed of that. And um, so I, for a while held resentment. I'm like, well, why can't they just love me for who I am? But as exactly as you said it, right, they, they hold these titles in our lives and we've been with our family from day one or wherever. And so in my head, I was creating all these um, titles and, you know, this person's my mom and my dad, they're supposed to unconditionally love me. But again, at the end of the day, it all comes back to yourself because in perspective, you don't know what people are going through, have gone through, even with your own family. Uh, so as I was able to realize that, then that really helped me along the way of understanding myself more and being like, okay, maybe uh, they don't get what I do, but that's okay because I get what I do and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to embody what you want to do is huge, especially if you're not getting the approval from the people around you. And yeah, that's, that's a, a really tough place at times. And I'm sure a lot of people go through it and like, what, what's the answer to that? What's, what's find, find more people that are supportive. That's, I'm sure that's one part of it. Yeah. So love and compassion. So if you're able to, again, it, it really all comes back to you yourself, filling yourself up first. Uh, this is something I'm really big on preaching because if you're giving yourself so much love that, you know, okay, I am in, I'm happy. I'm genuinely authentically happy. Uh, and then you can have compassion because you can recognize that 
maybe that that person doesn't understand what I'm doing, but that's okay because maybe there are certain things in their life that they do and you don't understand. So, but when you can come from a loving, give yourself love and compassion first. And then when you really are coming from a place where you're energetically uh, vibrating off love and compassion, then you can just love people for who they are and where they're at and whether they um, understand you or not, because you're giving compassion to them. And maybe you're not going to get it back, but the more compassion that you give is energetically going to uh, help them in a way, whether that, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. That's, that's big is to, yeah, come from a, a position from a standpoint of love and compassion, especially for yourself. Cause that's, that's huge. And then for the other people too, because that's what we want to put out into the world. That's what our higher selves want us to, to put out. And yeah, it, it helps us feel good. It helps others feel good. Even if they're kind of blinded by ego or blinded by fear or like whatever other thoughts that kind of block the love and everything. And it's not it, always an easy route either, because, um, you know, it's, it's easy to, uh, it's easier to put, hate or fear out there or on somebody else right if somebody's giving projecting their fears onto you because they don't have compassion for themselves um they're projecting that onto you so it's easy to project that back whereas it takes strength and that this is a muscle that you have to build it's uh takes these practices of connecting with yourself your self-awareness your intuition to strengthen that muscle to be to strengthen the love and the compassion muscle to give that back because um it's not always easy to just do it right away and especially I tell people it's important that it is coming from a genuine way because maybe um you are feeling a certain type of way but you're like oh it's all good it's good vibes but you're not truly getting out what you're um what you want to actually speak and but if you take like we said take that breath take a moment clear and speak from a genuine authentic place then you'll feel so much better so it's not always easy the easiest way but it is going to be uh the road another another tool to get you to on your journey to where you want to be and vibrate from a much higher place and again really truly being happy and, and and enjoying your life yeah. And that's what we really want, honestly, is to vibrate in a state of love and, and happiness and to feel compassion and to be able to go with the flow and somebody's not feeling so great to be empathetic. And yeah, that's that's definitely a place that, that we want to, to end up at or start at as well, start our day there. So I think that's huge. I think it really is. Mary, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they, how do they reach out to you if they want to, to take some of your, your Reiki classes or, or be a, yeah, a yoga student or a meditation student of yours? Yeah, so some of my offerings, um, I do a free Zoom uh, yoga session Saturday morning, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, when it gets a little bit warmer soon, uh, I do a beach yoga class in person um, here in New Jersey, right outside Atlantic City. And then um, I offer a free guided meditation session on Tuesday nights, uh, Eastern Standard Time from 8 to 8.30. And then um, I currently am not taking on any new clients 
for Reiki, but feel free to reach out because maybe if you're watching this at a different time, I might be, uh, because I am giving all my focus and energy on my students that are in my program, Awaken Your Intuition. And my wait list for that for the next round is open. And we already have some incredible uh, people ready to awaken their intuition, a couple men and women. So it's really cool. Uh, but to connect with me, you can, there are multiple ways. You can check out my website, which is truevibewellness.com uh, or my email, truevibewellness at gmail.com or any of my social medias. Uh, I like to hang out on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Mary, M-A-R-Y, M-C-4, Mary M-C-4. Uh, so feel free to drop in on there, send me a message uh, and, you know, just Tell me if any of any of the stuff resonated with you. If you have questions, need tips on your own self practices, connecting with your intuition. I, my purpose is to help guide people into that. So I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I'm sure because I I got I gotten a lot out of just talking to you, and you you definitely know what you're talking about too. So that's a joy. And I'm sure a lot of people could benefit from reaching out to you and then working with you on a deeper level. So I'm really, I'm really appreciative that I got to spend this time with you, got to know you a little better and got a better idea of, of Reiki as well as the different ways that we can fill our cup. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on and putting out this podcast. I always have so much respect for that. Um, for people who are putting out great things and um, and sharing this stuff with people. I know how I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely love podcasts myself. So, um, and I know that I get a lot out of them. So thank you so much for doing this and yeah. uh, for having me on. Yeah, I'm really a fan getting a, especially when you get to uh, interview people that you know and you know your friend group knows and, and people in your town know. So it's, yeah. it's a cool, kind of like spotlight that you can shine on people. Yeah, I love that. Our, you know, our backstory going to the same high school together and, uh, you know, same small town. Um, and I haven't seen you in probably like 10 years. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah. So it's really cool to be able to like come full circle in a way and recognize like that you've been working on your own self journey, your self awareness, spirituality, and um, being able to like now reconnect 10 years later and say like, this is who I am. You're like, that's so cool. And you're like, this is who I am. I'm like, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mutual appreciation and sharing is, is always a, always brings, brings about joy. It always brings about good vibes and i'm such a fan of it so yeah thanks again for coming on i really enjoyed this yeah thank you again for having me and thank you everybody who watches this listens to it i know you put it on your youtube so thank you guys um you know if you're on on watching it's know that this was meant for you and you're exactly where you need to be and this is just a sign that you're doing great so thank you yeah stay awesome <laughs> we'll do mary all right i'm gonna let you go i know you gotta be somewhere so thanks again for coming on and thank you all right again soon bye all right take care bye hey everyone if you enjoyed that podcast with mary mcmonagle give it a like leave a comment let me know what your favorite part was and if you really enjoyed it subscribe if you're listening to this on spotify or apple Podcasts, then follow and share it with a friend because 
you know, the world needs more good vibes in it and sharing a, a good message is always a good way. So thank you and have a wonderful day.